Another successful day on the trail. Oh, your face is red. How'd it go? Oh, man. It's so fucking cold out there. I bet... uh, You made it right back before the snowstorm. That's good. Yeah, seriously. Uh, But I see that you are conveniently empty-handed. Oh, no. I got a couple things here. Let me just open my bag up. Uh, You know, hey, no big game today, but that's okay. We'll figure this out. But uh, I got a couple interesting things. So uh, for you, I got... Uh, a left snowshoe. Someone's left snowshoe was left out in a bank. You know, I really, really wanted a pair of snowshoes, but that's just it, as I wanted a pair. I know, and last, you know, last week, remember, I also brought you another left snowshoe. I can't fucking believe I didn't find the other pair. So you got two so far. Two you left feet, thanks. I, did that. I mean, you could probably, like, flip one around. It's probably fine. That's not how this works. Uh, okay. Uh, I also, uh, you know, got some uh, lilies of the tundra here for my lady. Uh, She's going to love it. I, yeah, I bet so, and uh, especially at 50 cents a piece. Okay, so the big thing here, I found a single deer hair out on the trail. I know it's not. Wait, the that's whole the deer. big thing. That's the big thing. A single deer. Why? Hair. Well, I know they're out there at least. So. Yeah, yeah, we know they're out there. They're not aliens. <laughs> Check one. Deer are out there. I have a hair, so I am that much closer to actually getting the deer today. A hair, tomorrow maybe a hoof. <laughs> Hello! Hello! Welcome to, to Homegrown Horror. <laughs> oh, did I feel off? That mm-hmm. No, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Homegrown Horror. I am Jackson, the co-host. I am Bea, co-host, and this is a Maine spooky podcast where we talk about a lot of things that are spooky, but it has to be about Maine. Mostly murder. <laughs> These days it's murder. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly murder. Well, B, how have you been? Uh, I was out of commission for most of the week. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's been a really rough week for you. Yeah, my body is breaking. Yeah. Um, just because it's going to bore everybody. Long story short, prior authorization fucking sucks. <laughs> And I've been without some of my medication, and it's just, like, bent me the fuck out of shape. Don't you love it when just a random group of people, like, around the laptop just are like, yeah, well, does she need it? Yeah, I used <laughs> to be, like, a functioning human being, but yeah, I was horizontal most of the week. Just some random desk jockey, just like, eh, I don't know. Why don't we intervene You said this? desk jockey, and I thought of a, you thought you said, like, disc jockey, and I'm like, yes, there's a random DJ Somewhere out in California, probably Paris Hilton, being like, she doesn't need her diabetes medication. (laughs) So hot. (laughs) No offense, actually. Do you like Paris Hilton? Paris Hilton's a great DJ. Long story short, that's all you need to. Yeah. I've never heard anything of hers. Oh yeah, no, like she's very well known in the in the dance music community, DJ community, whatever the fuck. But yeah, that's what she's doing these days. There's probably different sects of. uh, Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I did send you the song that I was referencing last week, and I, what I, I really not, liked your opinion of it. I was not expecting it either. I was expecting like more housey kind of no. kind of music, but it was no. uh, it was I described it. <laughs> 
I described it as hot as hell, but sad Eurogon music. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was like really sad Eurogon music. It was just like, the music video was fucking sexy, though. Yeah, it was a bunch of like girls in bikinis driving fake cars. <laughs> like yeah. CG cars. Yeah. Some Tron-esque cars. But no, it was like, and all of them in bikinis. I didn't think a single woman in that music video was not wearing a bikini. They were all wearing bikinis. They were all wearing bikinis, yep. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I listened... That's the kind of music I listened to when I was in the fifth grade. So, it was your mom that was spying on this, right? Both of my... Well, so here's the thing. So, I used to listen to Sirius Radio. I used to listen to Sirius Radio because they had... We had it with cable or whatever, dish, whatever Uh the fuck it was. And I got really into the dance music. And they walked in while I was listening to Narcotic Thrust because it, you know the little thing goes around and it tells you what's playing and they're like what the fuck so yeah the music video had nothing to do with it (laughs) at the time (laughs) so they caught me doing way worse things but yeah this was this was like baby this is baby (laughs) compared to anything else yeah i'm into anime like (laughs) lots of stuff can happen I don't want to pry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just realized I do have a really funny story about anime. Just just plain old anime yeah. and my mom being like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> that I'll save for another day. I'll Let's just say it has day. to do with Naruto and Jiraiya. Oh, I think I know <laughs> You know exactly what episode, probably. But yeah, long story short, listen to the anime podcast when it comes out. I'll tell that story one day. <laughs> yeah, you've made your promise. Now yeah, you I have. Yeah. I have. <laughs> Uh, what were you doing while I was dying? Well, I, I was working a lot most of the time. Uh, it's been a very busy week for me. Uh, but then, yeah, playing Boys Road Trip. Boys um, Road Trip! I'm in the worst part of Final... Uh, for those unfamiliar, Boys Road Trip is Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> Have you not mentioned that yet? I, we had mentioned it. Okay, because I did call it Boys Road Trip then. Yeah, but for anybody who's not... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you don't it. listen to every episode? <laughs> How dare you? Go back. You're not a real fan. Oh. You're not a real homie. Oh, I, it hurts to hear you say that. Ah, take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I love everybody you individually. Love everybody. Every little one. <laughs> Whole lot of love to give. Now, playing Boys Road Trip, Final Fantasy 15. I'm in the part where Noctis is in this dungeon by himself. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have any of his normal weapons. All he has is the King's Ring, which does like three fucking spells. <laughs> and it's like not a very exciting part of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of sneaking. Uh, and eventually, I'm halfway through it. So eventually you do get your weapons at the end and just wreck ass. This reminds me of the island in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of like that honestly, because, yeah, it's darting over. People just really like to get wrecked. (laughs) People love punishment. Yeah. And I speak that, like, as a person who's played all the Souls games. Yep. (laughs) That's what I was gonna gonna say. That's why Dark Souls is so popular. Yeah, because everybody loves to have, like, just get, have a challenge. There's a lot of games that are just kind of too easy, you know? Mm -hmm. If you play a lot of, like, the same game, like, the same platformers or whatever, you just eventually want something more. Unless you're Brittany, in which case you are going to play uh, you're going to play Fire Emblem thirteen times <laughs> on normal difficulty on Phoenix mode <laughs> or casual mode. I think it's what they call it now. You just like the story. I I skip I skip through all the dialogue. What do you get out of this? <laughs> Pairing people up. 
Okay. Even though it's still not as fun in Three Houses, no offense, but, like, I... The thing that I really liked about Fire Emblem Awakening and the Fates games is, like, you when you get married, it produces children, and then you compare the children up, and I love that. My favorite is being, like, oh, okay, what, like, because the kids, their hair color is, like, whatever the parent, right. like, parent hair color, and that's so much fun for me. It's fun for me. <laughs> that's how I, that's the reason I started playing Fire Emblem was specifically for the fact that, like, you pair people up. Right. That's the only reason I play. <laughs> I like that Fire Emblem, to you, is just a very complicated dating simulator. It is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so how far do you get in the story typically, though, when you're playing? Like, but do you, you like to get to the most that you can pair people up, and then is it kind yeah, of like, I, and then also like I also, it's interesting, because I also really like to max out my characters as much as possible like in yeah. awakening there was a point in time where like i had every single unit maxed out gotcha. every unit was maxed out and I, I it was i guess you could call it completionist in a way it's really hard in three houses because everyone's max level is a hundred so um <laughs> that just that. and that's part oh, of the reason God. why i've sunk oh you know i've pl i've played I've done 15 playthroughs or 15, 14 or 15 playthroughs with a total of 500 hours played. Wow. <laughs> Am I a loser? Absolutely. <laughs> You're not a loser. You just choose to spend your time differently. <laughs> I do. And my wife is, and my wife is like, why isn't it with me? <laughs> Might be fair. <laughs> Sees you booting up that uh, Fire Emblem for the 20th time. She's like, that's why we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's different because she plays Genshin every single night. Well, there's that. Okay, so now you both have an addictive <laughs> game to play to constantly. Yes. I, I feel that way with um, Disco Elysium because I'm on my like fourth playthrough at this point. <laughs> You love it so much. It's such a fucking good game, yes. And it's very easy to just kind of pick up and put down, you know? It's mm -hmm. easy to save and just kind of, like, do one weird thing. Because, like, the dialogue is so detailed. Yeah. The voice acting is so good. You just want to listen to all of it. So that takes up a lot of time because it's so dialogue heavy. So here's my question for you. Yeah. Since you are a veteran Disco Elysium player, mm -hmm. so you must really know what bad police work looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to today's story, B, because we're going to be talking about Ludger Luigi Bellinger okay. from Washington, Maine. Oh, that's where Anna's parents are. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's where they are. Uh, we, did, um, we went up there to go check out the maple syrup operation. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking awesome. And, so, uh, so yes, I know this area. A little, uh, what was that? It was uh, like a, a little buggy. A little buggy. Little buggy. I yeah. think there's a name for a, a John Deere. Is that what it is? I think it's considered, I think it is considered... It's on ATV, but no. it's close enough. It, yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, but it was kind of fun. It was a little terrifying. So I, I know I this. I knuckled that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> really so did. I know this area a little bit. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um, so we're imagining pretty rural, a lot of trees. It is very rural. Forest, not many people. A lot of, and a lot of like even shops, gas stations, they're quite far apart. Yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of like populated. It, it, there are some residential areas that we saw at least. 
Yeah, but it's still, a lot of things are still, or like there, and there's usually like little pockets. They'll be right. like, like there's like the Washington like country store and then like a couple of houses. Right. But then it takes a little while to get to the next thing. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. Little pockets of civilization in between <laughs> the deep woods of Maine. Kind of. It's a little terrifying. Like, um, but we're going to go back to 1975. So even oh, like shit. more densely, like, wooded at that point I okay yeah, yeah absolutely like yeah you didn't have your uh, your cumbies on every corner and your starbucks no. <laughs> which would do so badly in washington i bet <laughs> starbucks yeah yeah so people like their dunks they do like a or their green nation. or their green mountain coffee dunk nation is strong i like green mountain coffee mostly because it's the cheapest on the shelf typically okay. it hasn't cheap. been lately but you know yeah, that's what most gas stations here have is Green Mountain. Oh yeah, I've noticed that. Yep, I, I'm surprised because it's like a big. There's a, a big contingent of the Paul Newman uh, coffee. If you go to Connecticut specifically, well, it makes sense. He like Newman's there. Own. Yeah, Newman's yep. Own coffee. No, Paul Newman made out of Paul Newman himself. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might not know he has a brand of food. He has like a brand. It's how do you not know? I mean, if you haven't been store or not in the states i guess yeah yeah so paul newman famous actor got really into groceries for some reason yeah newman. All, all donated to charity too yes 100 percent of the profits anyway, to the charities why am i talking about this let's talk about this yeah <laughs> so we're gonna be 1975 and in the early morning of november 25th Ludger Luigi. we're gonna call him Luigi. can we call him Luigi, or should we call him Ludger? is that let's more call him Luigi. let's do Luigi. it's what he would have wanted probably but um he was out hunting with his wife and also wife's brother uh in the early morning and they were hunting for birds and rabbits but then linda and uh her brother had to had to like move on and they were dropping off ludgy to go hunt for deer off of route 105 so kind of in like wooded areas okay open areas um so he was out there at 8.45. He was carrying a hunting rifle, wearing a red and black jacket. Classic hunting jacket. It is a classic. It's yeah. stylish as hell. You yes. Know? So I think Allegra's dad has one, too. I, I feel like everybody of like a certain age has probably one. has, yeah. especially up here, they have their same jacket from 1975 mm-hmm. just available to them. Then he was also wearing blue pants, orange hat, hunting boots. We're going to talk a little bit about Ludgy himself, who's born in 1950, so he's pretty young at this point. He's only 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up in Mechanics Falls, uh, and then he moved to Knox County in Washington. That's, that's actually down where I live. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, really? I, I, or where my parents are. For, yeah, Mechanics Falls is part okay. of the Bonnie Eagle area. So you know it pretty, are, pretty yeah. well. Yes. Pretty well. Okay. So what, what's there to say about Mechanics Falls? A lot of mechanics? Actually, no, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, I think it's smaller. Actually, I think it's part of the Sockby Valley area. In any event, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's an, very similar to like where I grew up in Limington, where it's right. one of those things where you like, you drive through it and you're like, oh, we were just in you Mechanics Falls. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just like one mile Mechanics Falls. Is over. Yeah. Cause it's near like, so yeah, you go through Limington and then like. There's Cornish, mm-hmm. and then Mechanics Falls is kind of like at the back end of, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's just one of those kind of, again, it's rural. Yeah. 
very small. <laughs> Quite a small town. It's a small little. Not much. Yeah. Maybe a gas station. Maybe one pizza place. That's I think there's so a well. there's a country corner store because we used to get their circulars. But oh wow, that's okay. about it. Yeah, that's about it. Product makes sense. Yeah, he, he was moving. Yeah. Not he, he was moved moving up to Knox. Him. He moved up to Knox, of course, and uh, eventually married his wife Linda in 1971. So they weren't married for that long. But okay. he was working as a heavy equipment mechanic, uh, working on diesel engines. But oh. around this time, he was actually between jobs. So okay. he was more focused on hunting for the day, get something back home. Uh, so Avid Outdoorsman had three young girls. Overall nice dude, by all accounts. Wait, so, th- wait, so they got married in 71, mm-hmm. and this is 75. Mm-hmm. And they have three daughters. Yeah, they don't waste time. Holy fuck! They're both young. They just want to fuck. <laughs> wow, okay. It is like pretty intense though, but also he was able to have a pretty good job it sounds like i don't know if it paid well in, in that well he, yeah but like he has a enough skill, i was gonna say yeah. enough that they don't he doesn't necessarily feel rushed mm-hmm. to get a new job well i think it's pretty impressive i mean he left high school and then got this mechanic job but i guess it was the 70s so that was normal yeah okay i yeah yeah you, you didn't need a college degree. and also again yeah well yeah Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> yeah, uh, ignore whatever that w- that thought was. I don't know where I was going. So he had left at 8.45 in the morning, snowing heavily, so it was like perfect hunt- hunting conditions for deer. And it was towards the end of the deer season. Mm-hmm. So he went off, and Linda was waiting for him because he had promised to come back around noon to help drive her up to Augusta to get to her job. Um, but... They didn't, he didn't come back. And Linda waited, you know, for a bit, eventually trying to go find him. Then finally called game wardens. They helped get into the search pretty quickly. These headphones are bothering me. (laughs) They're just creaking. Okay. Um, Brought the game wardens in. They were doing their own search. Then quickly brought in the main state police. Um, yeah, I think because it's it's you know it's snowing, mm-hmm. it's someone lost out in the woods. So I feel like their first thought is more like someone needs a to sense be. Of there's a sense of urgency it. to to make sure that this person is maybe they're stuck, okay. maybe they're trapped. Like it, it's yeah. still you know they could die quickly. If and I say that because if you're if you know um, a lot about true crime specifically in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. a lot of times it was like well they disappeared they are a, they're an adult he's an adult he can disappear if he wants to luckily no one was really thinking that about this yeah. instance i mean like i think a lot of those cases it's like those were young girls i'm just saying like, i'm saying a, in no. general okay if yeah. you're if you're you an adult and you disappear, right. you have the right to do, and that happens a little bit now. But if you're an adult and you disappear, you have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that you're thinking of is like young folks. It's like, oh well, they're a young they're, kid. They're a runaway. Uh, yeah, they're a runaway. They're free spirited or something. Hitchhiking they, all over the U.S. Going to the yeah. beautiful dead shows. 
pretty much a lot mm-hmm. in that area. It was it was pretty much like either you're a runaway and you'll come back, don't worry about it, or well they're an adult, they can do they what can they do want. What they want. It's fine. It's their right to disappear. <laughs> well, luckily, in, in this yeah. instance, in this, in this instance, I'm they, very they surprised. <laughs> And it, again, it, I think it also has to do with the fact that he was out in the woods. There was a circumstance it's... to believe that he would come back at a reasonable time. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem like he was just be fucked off, like, wearing his cool jean jacket and, and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. His hair in the wind. Um, the police eventually found boot prints, though, in the snow and followed them for a while. Um, what they ended up discovering was that Lucky had caught a deer, dressed it, and was dragging it back to Route 105. They followed the drag marks and came to the side of the road area where they found tire tracks. There was evidence that would suggest that Lucky got into the back seat of the car and had also uh, brought the deer on um, and was interacting with these folks for some time. But all that was left, uh, aside from these tracks, was a receipt for a mechanic, which led the police actually to go to two prime suspects to try to figure out what had happened to Leggy. They had found out that the receipt was for repairs to a 1965 Buick Special four-door sedan, and it's green. Well, yeah, he did bring the deer out. He brought a deer out to the road. I'm thinking like they're driving through like a back road in the woods in a four door sedan. <laughs> I, nah, ignore yeah. me. <laughs> the nor- like the one of those pass through routes, you know, yeah. that you were mentioning. Just kind of um, <laughs> typical route. Get across okay. all these tiny little towns. Like, get me out of here. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Okay, but so now they probably are able to figure out who owns this green four-door Buick. Buick? Yes, a Buick. Yeah. Royalty Buick. Uh, Well, okay, I want to preface that because no arrests have been made. Um, This is all... I, um, I have names from sites... And sources, I will list those sources in the episode, and you can see that these names were printed by newspapers. And uh, what's interesting is that there was a police report that was given, but they did not include names names to the suspects listed. Interesting. Yeah. So with that said, I'm going to say names. Uh, I'm not going to use them often, but like this is just what's coming out of the print media uh, that's circulating about this case. This is what we know. Mm-hmm. This is what we've been informed mm-hmm. by other sources. So the Buick actually belonged to a Danny Collins Jr. And they also discovered another suspect that was tied to this interaction, which was David Svegnenson which I'm probably fucking up that name. So they had understood where this was going. They Police actually ended up taking the car and inspecting it and found that the seat was um, in the back was removed completely. Uh, it was also washed. The whole back area was completely washed. Okay. So there was actually no evidence of any blood on that initial search. 
They didn't find any evidence that Leggy was in the back seat. Um, but all they were able to find was a single deer hair. I was going to say, if, is there yeah. any remains of the deer? There was. Just one deer head. Uh, just a whole deer head. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was this about to say... This is a very different story. So the next thing I was oh, about to no. say was just one deer hair. On the hood ornament of the field. Really? Which, on the hood ornament? Which would have been funnier if I said head and just kept going with the sentence. <laughs> anyway. That's a weird... Okay, so... Just, yeah, like, I can imagine you, you huff that deer over the hood just to put it somewhere for a moment. And it's like being caught by the hood ornament, right? That's my thought. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. Well, they have to probably tie it to the hood. That, yeah. Yeah. Versus putting it, yeah. Yeah, they would, there's no, it's not going anywhere else. Well, I don't know if they could put it in the trunk. I don't know if that's cool to put a deer in the trunk. You might have to move your tires around. <laughs> yeah, I also don't know what 70s trunks are like in terms of space, especially on a four-door sedan. I'd imagine it most, uh, they mostly smell like cigarette <laughs> ash. <laughs> So, they caught, they took the vehicle, couldn't find any evidence other than this one hair. But that didn't lead to anything, actually. And even a year later, after this incident, David, who is the other suspect involved yes. within this, um, set his house on fire while his wife was upstairs. What? Yeah. And caused an explosion. What? He then was launched out of the front door into his yard. His wife was able to escape the blaze um, and was only like needing recovery for three days. But he ended up having to go to the hospital. He died from his burns. I was going to say, he died, later. didn't he? Yeah, he died 11 days later. Like that uh, was... Why? Does she, did she have any idea what... what... He was, like, dealing with a lot of mental illness at the time. There was clear okay. depression. He was See that, not doing well mentally. That's more what yeah. I was asking. Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if this was, like, insurance fraud or no, just... No, no. It good, was not fun. Good old <laughs> and mental illness, Just eh? good old mental illness and oh, uh, no. making okay. really bad decisions. Oh, no. Yeah. At least, you know, his wife was able to get away. That's still um, unfortunate that he didn't... Yeah. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Three years after the initial disappearance, still nothing about this. Still nothing like that's... By the way, all these details I'm given, I'm giving you right now, mm -hmm. were not being given to the family. There was no sharing of information when the investigation So this, this is sort of where... From the moment, the from the moment the search ends, that's all the information that Linda has. That's all the information the family has. The police aren't communicating, and I mean, like we know that the police won't communicate during an active case. Mm -hmm. But you would hope that there would be a something more reassurance. But Anything. Linda, Linda was working in her own way. I mean, she throughout the entire time of like Leggy disappearing, she was out trying to like you know, organize our own searches, try to figure something else out. I mean, the police were helping in some respect, 
And they were also doing their own searches. They were now looking for a body at this point. Yeah. You know, so they had searched like a lot of areas. I mean, they searched all around uh, other information not privy to the Linda here. They did search like the suspect's house. And within Danny's house, they found all they found was a clipping of the news story of Lucky disappearing. Which is... Which isn't fucking suspicious at all. No, but it's circumstantial at best. Yeah, it is circumstantial at best. Like, he could... There could be any number of reasons, supposedly. I mean, you can't yet do anything with that. Weird. (laughs) What a weirdo. (laughs) So three years later, they actually had somebody come forth with information related to the case. Okay. Uh, His name was Charles Christensen Jr., He had mentioned that he had gone out drinking with Danny, and Danny ended up confessing to him and talking about murdering Ludge. He talked about how him and David, he had gone, he had mentioned how him and uh, David were high drinking, out driving, and came across Ludge, asked for help, um, and he had. He had uh, confessed, basically, to having an argument over the deer. I don't know what the details of the argument. This is, like, details from the police report. But there was an argument over the deer, and Danny ended up shooting Ludge with a shotgun. Ludge's shotgun? Not his shotgun. Ludge was having a, had a rifle. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just I over, have... like, an argument for a deer. So he had confessed to that, or, you know, told Charles, then told the police. Because my next question is, Mm -hmm. was it well known that they were looking at Danny and David? I don't think it was well known at that point. So that would be strange that, or it it would be a huge coincidence that someone would come forward with false information pointing Pointing to to your crime suspect. That people are not aware. That's my one thought about that. Because it it is interesting that it's like... Because you have to keep in mind that it's like, okay, so... Like, being high and being drunk does not a murderer make. Mm -hmm. Just the same as, like, having mental illness does not a murderer make. Even though now we know that David does... It's David that set his house on fire correct yeah yeah so we do know that he goes on to commit a act of violence yes so there is that Mm -hmm. but i think with all i just want to have all of these things out in the open and to be considered i do think it is is worth noting that it would be a huge coincidence for somebody who does not know that the police are looking at these two men to say, mm-hmm. I have information that points to these two men. Yeah. Just a handy bit suspicious. Yeah. I did think it was kind of funny, though. I know what you said there about, like, getting high and drunk and not does not a murderer make. Mm-hmm. It is kind of funny that almost every source that I was reading talked about how they would, the phrase was, doing drugs. I'm just like, what drugs were they doing? Like... I feel like that's kind of important. That is important because is it, I mean, this is because it's the seventies. My first inclination is weed. Probably. Because this is also before the Belfast, 
operation, so mm-hmm. I don't know if Coke is handy in Maine yet. Oh, it probably is. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, Who like knows? we do. The thing is, we do know that mid coast and up, they do have a history with cocaine. Old hippies that listen to the podcast report back to us. When did you get your Coke? In the seventies and the eighties, write us back. So that I would say, I would say that those would probably be the two main. Uh-huh. Those are the main suspects yeah. for what are they doing? Yeah. Which I think, I don't know. I still don't know if I don't think it, it if matters that doing, much. If you know. if yeah. you know, using coke. I mean, they murdered a man, so... Yeah. <laughs> I think that trumps that. <laughs> no, absolutely, but I'm just saying, yeah. Because I could also see them being like, dangers of drugs. <laughs> you will murder a guy over a deer. You ever seen those old, like, um, 80s PSA? Yeah. This is your brain. Or, this is drugs. This is your brain. Right on drugs. drugs. Any questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looked like a good egg. It's tasty. That <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fry. right. That particular that was a one. solid yeah. good fry. Yeah. Anyway. I have watched a lot of PSA. There are a lot of PSA icebergs, like creepy PSA icebergs. Uh, I don't know what that is. You don't know what an iceberg is? No. So. I mean, I know what quick, a physical quick, iceberg is. No, you know what is. So, quick pause. So, an iceberg is usually, like, you can do, there are the, for a lot of different content. Uh-huh. And so basically what it is, is like you have these, you have levels and each one is like, there's the top layer, which is like the most known down to the bottom level, which is like the most obscure. Gotcha. So uh, there, I've seen Animal Crossing icebergs. There are, I've seen the PSA icebergs. There are icebergs about like specific fandoms. You could do one for like, let's say... You could do one for, like, Disco Elysium. Like, the mm-hmm. first one would mm-hmm. be, like, you know, your top level would be, like, this is things that even a casual person knows. Right, okay. And then the bottom would be, like, here's this one creepypasta that somebody posted in, like, 2006 <laughs> that had, like, 10 views on Tumblr. That's so weird. <laughs> I love that, though. Obscure content. And, uh... Yeah, and as some word. as somebody who is, I, I really like information. I love those because you can sometimes like parse through. Oh, there's there. The, you can get a real feel of the fandom, maybe. Yeah, the Pokemon icebergs are also really fascinating, but yeah, I bet they are. Those at must this, be super fucking dense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at this point though, with like some a franchise like that, a lot of people are really familiar, yeah. even with the sort of um, obscure stuff. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. But yeah, that that's my. There you go. But yeah, this is my soapbox. Yeah, some yeah, but some. Uh, I was when I was working on the show, I was looking at like, it was like, creepiest PSAs. Okay. Because there yeah. are a lot of really fucked up PSAs. I remember watching a entire. Um, it felt like a, a a long PSA, but it was related to driving and it was like from the 80s it was just the most random shit but it was a requirement that we had to watch this fucking video fucking weird get my license <laughs> here you have to watch i don't know i feel like i remember a video that was just like let's talk about 
moose. Because <laughs> that is a very real fear while you're driving. We have... Moose can fuck you up, man. Because there was a Thanksgiving. We were coming back from North Conway. And there was a moose. Mm-hmm. And so the guy coming towards us, because it's snowing, it's dark, and there's just a moose and its baby. Yeah. Hanging out in the road, just <laughs> chilling like a villain. Yeah. And we're like, ah. don't smash me. And they just, you know, just it, it's it's a very real fear, and it is something that you really have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, moose are insanely protective, and they will fuck you up with no question. They really, really will. Yeah. It's a real danger, guys. Watch out for moose. But yeah, this case revolves around a deer, though. So this back is... to that. Great segue. You're welcome. So there is no indication uh, from the police reports after this confession or this information that Danny was ever interviewed again. So we're talking three years after 1975. So it's 1985 before anything else happens related to this investigation, or at least that's where it's reported. Okay. That 10 years. 10 years, yeah. You think that they were. And Linda doesn't. And Linda's got, like, no information. No, she doesn't. (gasps) Linda's still in the dark. Um, So the police decide, or the attorney general's office decides, that the police need to reinvestigate this case if they need anything to go to a grand jury. Because, yes, they have tire tracks. They have some evidence that points to the car being there at a certain time belonging to those two suspects or being in possession of the two suspects at the time they feel like they need to just have that right evidence that says like yes we can absolutely point to this but it's kind of crazy because it feels like there's just too many convenient random details that point directly to these two but they don't. They still can't find a body. And I think that's the main thing that keeps them from going forward. That's that is another thing that you see a lot mm-hmm. in the seventies, eighties, and a little bit into the nineties. Is it's very difficult to. They won't do much yeah. if they don't have a body because without the body, you don't have a case. And at this time, the forensics aren't that great either. No, they're not. No, it's like they could identify an animal hair at least Mm -hmm. but if there's like a small trace amount of blood somewhere that they missed they wouldn't have been able to find it at that time exactly so like they would they would pretty much be able to very similar like in the starlet vining case like you can put it in a bag and we can test it later when we get there when we get there technologically well that's exactly i think why this happened so 1985 they go back to reinvestigating talking to witnesses uh, or other people, and then they take the car and they have a search warrant. They completely dismantle like the back. I can't believe he still has the car. He still has the fucking car. A 1965 Buick operating in 1985. <laughs> I fe- <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. a 20-year-old car. Damn. But that's what I... That is a rust At bucket. the same time, it's like... <laughs> Thank you for preserving the evidence, Danny. (laughs) As nice as it was, they couldn't find anything. Fuck. Yeah. Still no evidence of any blood in the vehicle. And I don't fucking, like, I'm not surprised. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. No, it has been 10 years. The the car's 20 years old. 20 years old. 
I know numbers. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's been a very weird week. I heard of a weird meme the other day that says if you're gay, you can't do math. <laughs> that's accurate. But that's all I do. My job is mostly math. Well, there's calculators, so it's fine. <laughs> I use a calculator for everything. I'm not going to trust myself with that. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you're gay? <laughs> 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 you walked into that one. I really did. Wow. <laughs> that was funny though. Okay. <laughs> she can't stop. <laughs> no, that one's just really good. That was, that was good. That was good. Thanks for that setup. Go ahead. You're welcome, B. <laughs> didn't find any fucking blood, but alright? Let me tell you twice. They didn't uh Which is you're right. I think you're you're definitely right. It has been a long enough time that it would have. There's no way it would have even been able to be tested. Yeah. Because there's a lot of deterioration, and if we know if he had cleaned it, yeah. There's also an effect that cleaning products will have on the blood. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm disappointed nonetheless. So the only reason this police report came out, well, maybe not necessarily the only reason, but... Part of the reason. Part of the reason. Linda wanted to have a jury finally decide that her husband wasn't going to be coming back because he was being listed as a missing person. Yeah. So they, she wanted it to be ruled a homicide, uh, partly because she wanted to be able to remarry at this point. It's 25 years later. Yeah. Part of it is like... I think maybe moment to move on but you know um she was given a police report with that evidence she was able to say my husband is gotta be definitively dead at this point you know which sucks i mean it was a big family that was left behind in this way you know there's yeah. it was a pretty close-knit community it sounds like that was behind this and i mean Linda was active. She was involved in, like, a missing persons alliance in Maine. She was out trying to, like, organize more searches, trying to organize more opportunities for evidence. Um, And also, partly thanks to her efforts, the Maine State Police created a dedicated investigation unit that goes after cold cases. Which is interesting to me, because it's like, these guys spend a, such a huge span actually investigating this mm-hmm. and it's kind of like is that just an admission almost we do need somebody to actually look at this because we can't keep up baby i don't know yeah i still don't think they did good, good for job. her though <laughs> i know but good for her yeah good for her awesome yeah but yeah let the lady remarry let Please. her let her let move on yeah or yeah. i know it's Whatever. some people feel and I say some people, and I mean like a small section of people get weird if you are the spouse of someone who has passed away. They mm-hmm. find that suspicious. Or like is detriment, detri- like it's not the right thing to do. It's but not the right it's, thing to do, no. But it's like, like <laughs> let, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like remarrying no. and moving on is not no. the right thing no, to no, do. No, no, I'm also joking. Like. What the fuck is that? Like, I, but I I was also thinking that while we were, I was going through the case, I was just like, people are so like, I don't know about then. It was like two thousand one at this point. 
But like today, I yeah, we see that where everyone just wants to blame the woman for making her own choice and like wanting to move on or you know, like have some closure. To yeah, you, and yes, I think it is also worth noting that you see it more with women yeah. than with men who lose. But this is like a spouse. Like again, though, like this is just all from the police report. She's getting all this information that you had this some suspects. You had evidence that pointed that they were there. And there you go. She's finally seeing She's that. Seeing everything unfold. Oh, that must be frustrating. And like, yeah, like maybe she could think of ways she could have been involved to help get more evidence in these instances if she had any idea of like what was going on. Yeah. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> like most of these episodes. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it? There's nothing else. They still don't but have But so she evidence. was, so, she so had, the reason why they say it's a murder is because yeah. she was like, please, can we have this be a homicide? Yes. And they agreed. Yeah, they finally did. There's even. Oh a, my God. I thought that we were like in the middle of it. No. No. <laughs> oh my God. You're kidding me. No, it ends really abruptly. They did end up having also a gravestone for Lori Ludger um, <sighs> in the Somerville Cemetery. But that's it. There's oh my no closure. God. Like, we don't get to see anybody go away from us. We don't, uh, don't find his body ever. It's just, uh, yeah. Just a disappearance. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty fucking, you know. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the way you were telling it, I was like, yeah, okay, what's next? Nope. So the last real movement was back in early 2000s, like 2001. Was the last... That's the last, like, real <sighs> bit of evidence that's come out, like... I know their podcasts have covered this. There's a lot of inf- there's a lot of voices out there now that are saying more and attention needs to be drawn to this, and it is an obscure case. Yeah, I feel like that is the good thing about podcasts is, unlike a lot of other media, which are more likely to pick up ones that are juicy and interesting, like they yeah. have you know entertainment value you know when people like us us. (laughs) no i'm saying like but people like us when we're going through and we're like this is a fuck that like so why isn't anyone talking about this i did find it interesting like i want to preface again that the names that i've said in this case are from other sources i am not saying that these people did anything but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that whoever was involved with this is like I'm we're su- I'm honestly surprised there wasn't a move to make an arrest. There's too much. I'm interested. I I think it's interesting that there's not a move to make an arrest even now, because there is precedent for not having a body and making a case. Now now in 2022. Yeah. You yeah. D- do not need to have a body in order to it is prosecute. It's not coming back. Maybe no one's paying attention. Maybe no one can... Well, at least we know at least one of one of the suspects passed away. Yeah. Horrifically. Hor- absolutely <laughs> horrifically. And I don't know if the other people involved are still alive. 
Christensen, the person that, um, well, one of them is still Okay, well. Christensen did pass away, like, during, before 1985. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charles Christensen, the guy that kind of, you know, got the information from Danny, um, he passed away before 1985. So, most everybody is kind of gone. I mean, Linda's still around, too. Yeah. Well, I think we've, we say it sometimes, but if you have any information, if you, and only if you actually truly have information, there, there are ways to report tips and things like that. Yeah. Go call those dumbasses. <laughs> call the main state police. Yeah. Cause, the, but seriously, like somebody, it's one of those things where someone has to know something. I mean. Which is, which is what you see in a lot of these small town. There was a recent case I remember uh, listening to that was similar in these parallels of having the all the information point to two obvious suspects not only to like you know the police but also to everybody else in the community but still nothing happening or moving forward to like move the case along just because like not being able to find the body yeah. there, there was a bit of that i remember but also like all the information is with two people. They're the only people that were there, saw them in the last moments of the victim. Like, But nobody else has any information. No other witness. And that's like just a part of being in these rural towns. Like, yeah. opportunity to be separated from each other. But still, like everybody knows what kind of what's up. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Want to talk about lobster boats? <laughs> Hey, hey, it's a manism. B, I don't know why this exists. I think a lot of rich people with too much time on their hand is the reason this exists. But we're going to be talking today about the main lobster boat races. <laughs> Does this have anything to... So Anna actually texted me about lobster boats. Really? Yeah, recently. Oh my and God, she pull said, it up. Pull it up, Jamie. She said, for homegrown horror... <laughs> oh my god I think it's the same link cause there's yeah there's something going on hold on let me get through all this anime content that's porn B <laughs> it's not just porn mm-hmm. yeah lobster oh main lobster festival offering free admission this year different thing you have to go <laughs> wait where is that hold back up <laughs> You can't just do that to me. <laughs> there are lobsters begging to be eaten out there. It's the 75th Main Lobster Festival. I didn't ask what time it was. <laughs> time period. Right now. It's happening now? It's happening right now. <laughs> wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's the wine taste. What? Where? When? Tell me. Is it also happening tomorrow? Are we doing anything tomorrow? Big parade on Saturday, August 6th at 10 a.m. in Rockland. <sighs> Fucking Rockland. That's not that far. Yeah, it was an hour and a half. Hour. Yep, so it's, yeah, August 3rd through August 7th at Harbor Park in Rockland. I know where that is. So, it's free. Okay, so tell me about the lobster boat races. All right, I'll tell you about the lobster boat races. So apparently there is a series of lobster boat races that happen. I don't know how many years at this point, but it's just like 
the Maine Lobster Boat Racing Association, which is a thing apparently, has a circuit that starts in Booth Bay. Okay. Yep. Then goes all the way down to Portland. Um, so sectioned off across the entire summer. Which is pretty interesting. Makes mm-hmm. sense what, that you would start in Booth Bay. Isn't that like the prime lobster fishing I... location? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of... You want to hear a fun fact? Yes, I do. So when my sister, Jamie... Hi, Jamie. I know you like it when I talk about you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when she was in... I think she was a senior. She took marine biology. Mm-hmm. And her teacher was a part-time lobster woman. So she took them out on a lobster boat. Like, that was, she was... And put them to work. No. Uh, one thing that I thought was really funny is she dressed like a lobster and quizzed them on lobster <laughs> facts. <laughs> so adorable. she's dressed like a lobster with a bunch of high schoolers on a lobster boat at 6 a.m. Because <laughs> that's when they go out. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds amazing. But yeah, oh. uh, Allegra, no, uh, not Allegra, Jamie knows a lot about lobster sex because of that class. <laughs> I said Allegra because Allegra also took marine biology, but in college. I bet if more costumes were incorporated into daily lessons, test scores would be way up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. But this is a, uh... yeah, so I think we need to set up the homegrown horror lobster boat get it ready for next season yes i think we can uh, definitely get an entry in by june for sure absolutely can't say there won't be this one is or two the, holes this is the second time you've asked to start a homegrown horror thing for racing i think that it's, you know that right yes yeah there's the canoe race i remember yes. that which i think is far more feasible <laughs> <laughs> Than us getting a lobster boat what's also funny about the canoe is that you actually have to go down active little rapids Mm -hmm. which i don't know how we would handle that as a team Mm -mm. probably not very well (laughs) also yeah owning a lobster boat would be a thing as much as i love boats they always say the best day of your life is getting your boat the second best day of your life is when you sell it yeah i can imagine it's a lot of fucking work allegra's dad used to have like a big fishing boat (sighs) a really nice boat and like we went out i think i went i went out on it like once we would go ocean fishing and Allegra and I used to like have to, we would get up on ladders and like he would have us clean it. Because <laughs> oh Allegra's dad is of the mindset that like, Put the kids to hard, work. yes, hard work builds character. Is he Protestant? He did, no, he's Catholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Irish. Mm. Irish. Hardy. Very hardy. But yeah, that was sort of, when, that was the thing. Is like Allegra's house was the coolest to hang out at, but 99% of the time you were at least going to have part of your weekend sucked up by Allegra's dad having some really weird chore for you to do. Mm-hmm. Whether that be cleaning the boat or... You know, r- raking the entire yard, which isn't as weird. Uh, one of the other weird ones was one time I came over and Allegra was chi- like chipping away the paint on the back of the house so they could repaint it. <laughs> oh my God, that's awful. That's like actual labor. Or uh, Allegra used to polish the silverware. Yeah. Like, that used to be one of her jobs. That's, how often do you need to do that? When are they busting out like, the silverware? twice a year. 
Okay, I guess that's not. But like all the silverware. (laughs) Even the gravy boat? All of the silverware. (laughs) But yeah, nope. um, My dad only gave me like really weird household chores. You mean like climbing on the roof? Well, there was that one time he made me like climb on the roof and try to get a wasp nest (laughs) down, and I almost died. (laughs) I'm still not convinced that your dad and Allegra's dad is not the same person. They are 100% the same person. Because I have never seen them in a room together. I've met Allegra's dad. They're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They haven't been in the same room. It's Batman Bruce Wayne situation. Exactly. (laughs) So when is the lobster boat race this year? It's all summer, baby. It's uh, okay. started in June 18th, and it's okay. all the way to August have, 21st. I must have missed that. It's my turn to not listen. No, it's fine. <laughs> we can t- Yeah, we always switch off. One of us talks, the other one doesn't <laughs> listen. listen. <laughs> That's what makes this podcast so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's an all-summer thing. So I think, you know, we can't enter now, obviously. They're can too we deep watch? In the circuits. We actually can. So... Ooh, looks like they're actually going to be Long Island on the 20th. Ooh, excellent. On Sunday, they're going to be in MS Harborfest in Portland. Don't fucking know what that is. Don't know what that is either. Where's Winter Harbor? Winter Harbor. Oh, Winter Harbor is up near Acadia. Gotcha. So there's Winter Harbor, Northwest Harbor, and Southwest Harbor. And then, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, I think like... Definitely. Let's get in there. Sign us up, baby. Yes, race. <laughs> what do we get? Do, uh, are there prizes? Honor. Clout. Just honor and clout. Honor and clout. Okay. Probably. Clout within. Clout for, within for the free. rich community. <laughs> Maybe that's how we get our first patrons. Chase that clout, homies. <laughs> yeah, that's our. That's what we're telling you for this week is chase that clout. Another bad advice. <laughs> thank you for listening bye you can reach out to us on our twitter at hgh pod or on our instagram at homegrown horror pod we hope to see you again soon